You know what it is. This is West Side. You're listening to me, Mary Manderfield. And right here, right now, is Bringing It Black. Bringing It Black. Hey, 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 my gorgeous people. How are you doing? How are you feeling? On this wonderful Tuesday evening, I mean, maybe you'll disagree with me there with the wonderful if you are stepping outside because it is very, very mad out there. But hey, it's going to be a cosy, gorgeous evening here on Bringing It Black. I've got to say a huge big up and thank you to DJY who has been looking after you for the past couple of hours. Absolutely loved that spotlight on Tiwa Savage one of my favourites. She's just doing it. She is flying the flag and her music is everywhere at the moment. So we absolutely love to see it. And right now I am going to be looking after you up until 11pm tonight on Bringing It Black. If you're brand new around here, this is the show where we spotlight and celebrate the best of what's happening in the UK's black community, as well as having the conversations that are important to you guys, filling in the blanks of what you might have missed this week with the drama, with the gossip, with the hottest stories, and generally just wanting to get you involved, hear your opinions, and uh, yeah, think of it like the group chat that you always wish you were part of. And now you can have it without the constant ping of notifications. How fabulous is that? So I've got you covered until 11pm tonight. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's the 19th of October and we are very much in the depths of Black History Month. So happy Black History Month to you. I hope you're having a good one so far, whatever you've been up to, if you've been celebrating or you just let it pass you by. I said on last week's show, it's all good if you don't really do anything or, you know, you're not booked and busy with speaking arrangements or doing presentations. That's cool. Just sit back and enjoy everything else that's going on. And I do feel like this year there's not been a whole load in terms of content from brands. Um, There's definitely not been as much as there was last year, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to enjoy what we have. And something that I did want to kind of put a bit, shine a bit of a light on um, is Guap Mag because they're constantly doing good things. They are the home of emerging creatives and they're actually the first video magazine very much birthed out of um, the British creative scene they have done some amazing work over the past couple of years and Black History Month 2021 is no different they have launched the Blacklist um, which is presented by them in collaboration with Adidas it's so cool it was launched um, yesterday and it's basically to highlight um creatives who are on an incredible journey and those who have done so much in the past year or so despite all of the challenges going on at the moment travel restriction you know borders being closed less opportunities out there but the people that have made the blacklist have just pushed through and we honestly honestly love to see it um there's 30 black professionals who are all under the age of 30 and they are achieving excellence in london and beyond and there's just 
like, I, I, I can't even go through everyone because there's so many amazing people, but you can check it all out on Guapmag's um, Instagram feed. We've got Victor Kunda. He's a TikToker and like comedian. Um, we have got Westside's very own Essie is on there. Um, we've just got some amazing people like Stacey Olika. She is a kind of up and coming creative as well as Leonie Joyce, who we had on the show a couple of weeks back. She is the queen of the Leonie Joyce edit. And I can guarantee you will have seen it at some point in your on your feed. Um, she does these amazing like dance videos. Um, often like Beyonce's there and she has a little security guards who kind of jump on stage. Um, she's just doing amazing, amazing work. Plus so many more. My Black Book are on there. They're a um, black owned PR company. And yeah, just great people, I think, as well to go ahead and check out their work and get some inspiration um, from what they're doing. So really happy to see Adidas have jumped on that as well as Guat Mag, who are always kind of pushing um, for black creatives and it's never an afterthought it's always like integral to what they do so if there's anyone on that list who are like yes I'm a huge fan like finally seeing them getting amazing recognition then you can let me know you can drop me a tweet this evening at this is west side um yeah if you want to have your say on anything that is going on on tonight's show and now we are in October DJY mentioned it briefly and I've got to share with you that we are hosting a Halloween party. Yes, that is right. I'm so excited for this because, like, come on, guys, we need some good in-person events and Halloween is just one of those where you've got to drag your mates out. You've got to do something. You've got to celebrate. Um, and our West Side Halloween party is called Nightmare on Carnaby Street. It is Saturday, the 30th of October, and we've got West Side's very own Rod Rance, Vavatelli, Rude DJ, DJ Kizzy, Lucia Kalia, plus more special guests on the night. Uh, we're going to have R&B, hip-hop, Afrobeats, dancehall, and old-school club classics as well. And my favourite part of the night is that the theme is heroes or horror villains. So that is your fancy dress costume options there. Heroes or horror villains. And I can't lie, I'm still deciding on an outfit. It's one of those where I'm looking in my wardrobe at, like, normal clothes and thinking, could that be... A costume? Could that be? Could that be one? Is that one? I don't know. Um, my cousin, who's coming, has shown me that she has got a spider's web costume that she is desperately trying to upgrade. So, if anyone's got a good costume idea for my cousin Shree, shout me now. Like, shout me now. Um, but if you want to get involved, if you want to be there, then definitely pull through. The details are on designmynight.com and on shoobs.com as well. It's happening at O'Neill's on Great Marlborough Street in Carnaby Street um, in London. So yeah, it's nice and central, 10pm till 4am. I will be there. Some amazing Westside DJs will be there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I'm talking of cousin, my cousin's literally just messaging me now. Leave me alone, hon. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your cos costume getting upgraded. Um, and 
And I better introduce a little bit of what's going on on tonight's show as well. Uh, we are going to be talking to the brand new host. This is so exciting. The brand new host of A Place in the Sun. I'm obsessed with this show. Leah Charles King just today has been announced as a new presenter of A Place in the Sun, which is super exciting. And we'll be talking to her in literally like five minutes time. I'm also going to be chatting to Cheryl um, a bit later about her thoughts and her opinions. We've got some strong opinions on how women are changing the game in music and we're doing it. Well, not me personally. They're doing it through their lyrics and how that is so, so important at the moment and so yeah really excited to be speaking to Cheryl that'll be just after 10pm she'll actually be in the studio with me which is exciting and Leah Charles King on the phone in just a few minutes but before that I'm going to get some music on for you Uh, let's get some Neo on but before that it is going to be Par Salu here on Bringing It Black on Westside Bringing It Black Get your body day back Energy bad, I know that she bad, tell her she bad. That was Neo and Muramasa with Complicated. Neo was actually my Black History Month musical inspiration last week and absolutely loved like showcasing her and sharing a little bit more about Neo. So hopefully if you're listening last week, you have felt inspired and have just had Neo on all week on repeat, just like I have. Um, but super excited now to be joined by the wonderful Leah Charles King. Hey Mary. Uh, so good How to have you? you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. What a day I've had. <laughs> what really well. a day. So today is the day that you were announced as the newest presenter to join A Place in the Sun, which is returning to Channel 4 for a brand new 15 episode series in November. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> I still can't believe it. To be honest with you, I got the gig back in May. So oh, wow. it's not like I only found out today. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, I've been already, I've already filmed six episodes. So, yeah. you know, I'm well in there. And it's like I've been there a good while. But today it being out in public, I was quite happy just to be going about my merry way and people thinking I was the farmer. <laughs> not really doing much yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and I was like yeah I'm cool with it like I'm in that space in my life where I just don't care yeah. about what people think particularly on social media because we've all got to kind of finesse to a point and make ourselves look like we're doing so much you know mm-hmm. and I was just quite happy for people to think I weren't doing anything at all um, but it's overwhelming today it coming out and just seeing the reactions been really overwhelming and just really nice to see the support actually so yeah. I feel very full at the moment my heart does because that's really nice to hear and I think yeah lots of people can relate to that feeling and that pressure of always having to look like you're busy and killing it out there and on top of your game but actually it's so fine to put in the work and like you said back in May is when you found out and you already got filming and got started and yeah yeah, let other people catch on when they need to catch on that's right that's right because ultimately you know when I didn't have work and I was on 
suffering with my mental health and struggling financially and wondering when is the next job mm. coming from and you know all the stuff that we could all relate to yeah you know who was paying my bills nobody was paying my bills exactly so when I got the job what was I running to social media to tell to who do you know what I mean as far as I'm concerned I knew there's many people and I have so much support out there which is amazing but I knew that those people would be happy for me regardless mm. of when the news came out do you see what I mean yeah sometimes I feel like we have to question ourselves and our motives sometimes for doing things and actually I find my my mind is more peaceful without social media and even just my phone popping off today <laughs> it's been anxiety inducing you know so, yeah. oh my gosh it's a lot it is <laughs> a lot you, I don't know how you do it <laughs> it's it is crazy I think it's you know a lot of young people are told you have to put yourself out there constantly and you know sh- keep showing up keep showing up but I'm I'm a big believer in if you put the work in then you will get your reward it might be at different time and it might be something you didn't expect but it will come and you know you are a TV and radio presenter you have been working hard for a number of years can you share a little bit of the journey kind of up until this point and why a place in the sun because I know you and your family have got a bit of background in buying renovating and selling properties um so yeah how did it kind of all link up and come your way yeah well look I started off in this game when social media didn't exist yeah I mean if you look me up online um or anyone who does know me I I don't look my age (laughs) but you know I've had a 36 year career so far in show wow um and many people would argue that I don't look 36 no figure it out I won't it won't make you reveal your age but yeah that 36 years I was like did she start at the age of zero (laughs) child star what's crazy is I did start as, as, as a kid um you know, just doing bits from a kid. My first claim to fame was, I mean, you probably will remember this. Well, you, I'm sure many of you may remember yeah. a guy in the 80s, a singer called Billy Ocean. Oh, yeah, we know song, Billy Ocean. Um, when the going gets tough. Yeah. And, yeah, he sang that. And he also sang, um, get out of my dreams, get into my car. Yeah. Terribly. <laughs> but anyway, that song. And I was actually one of the little girls in that music video. And that was like my first claim to fame when I was a kid. And I kind of, you know, did bits of acting and stuff like that as a child. By the time I was 12, 13, I got a, a major record deal with Sony Music back what? in the 90s. And I was in a girl band with my cousins, a band called Cliché, that many people of the 90s will remember cliche and we'll yeah. know those times and those years where we raised and where there were still amazing clubs all across yeah. the UK and the 90s was a cool time to be alive you know and as a yeah. teenager I lived that life and we did amazing stuff and and I was in the band you know we had a couple of um, chart singles we got songs you know if you go on YouTube stuff, cliche was spelled K-L-E-S-H-A-Y okay so, yeah, so, you know, we did all that and it was great. And, and by the time I was like 19, mm. the group was disbanded and I thought my life was over. 
Yeah. But funnily enough, when we were doing our tours in the band and we were on MTVs and there were loads more TV shows back in those days than there even are now, yeah. which were presenter-led, you know? Yeah. Like, remember, um, well, I don't know I don't know how old you are, so I don't <laughs> want to assume, but like Richard Blackwood and June Star Palm yeah. used to be huge in MTV back in the 90s. And I used to watch them and I knew them, obviously. Mm. And I used to think, gosh, I really like this you know presenting thing I was always the spokesperson for the group and I was okay. always naturally really good at it but in the 90s presenting wasn't a job it wasn't something that people went out to do like now yeah now, you couldn't just like go and apply and, yeah yeah that wasn't a thing back then you wanted to be a singer an actor footballer it was that type of thing it wasn't there was no such thing as a presenting job mm. and maybe that was very white middle class news whatever but it wasn't for people like us so it you know it yeah. just wasn't a it thing. wasn't like an option a viable option option to kind of go down that right, route. Right, exactly that. So basically one day I was sitting there quite depressed after the band had ended mm. and I didn't know it was depression by the way but you know yeah. now looking back I know exactly what it was but I was super depressed and I remember seeing adverts for children's ITV, CITV as it's known now. Yeah. We're looking for presenters and I'd done this show reel randomly and I remember asking like Kelly LaRock who was a mate of mine that I could interview her and I just pulled together resources and at the last minute I sent this tape and it was it was a VHS by the oh way oh my so gosh people, yeah? yeah it was a VHS that was the only way there was no there was no Google there, yeah. was, there was no internet it wasn't was YouTube like yeah so, yeah I think email had just come out like mm. commercially that we that normal Joe blog can have it but I mean, it was still letters, it was VHS and the yellow pages. That's yeah. how you got in touch with people. That's how you did your research, you know. And I sent off that tape at the last minute and then forgot about it. And within a few months, I was being called to audition and basically had to, you know, sort of battle against thousands of people mm. up and down the country. And they did like this kind of X Factor style um, audition process, but there was no X Factor then either. <laughs> yeah. It was based upon another program called Pop Stars, oh, and they Pop did Stars. all that. And then I was, and then it was top four, and the kids voted me to be their CITV <sighs> presenter. Yeah. And do you know what, Mary? I became the first and only to date black female continuity presenter of that show in its 45 oh, year history. What? So, you know, I was the young one who came on in the afternoon, yeah. like, hey kids, type of thing, and today's program is this. Yeah. Pretty or Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever it was at that time. Yeah. And so that's how my TV career started. It will be 22 years next year that my TV career started. And since then, I've done a whole host of things from, you know, the Disney Channel. I did BET in America, their red carpet, yeah. BET Awards, and then I actually launched BET in the UK and Europe. I launched BET International. And I was the first of many channels, but mm. the funny thing is, is that I was still very much unknown and still very much overlooked in the industry. And I went through a time where the big bosses of the time yeah. at, you know, ITV, BBC, they would call me in for meetings and they'd say, you know, you're one of the best presenters out there, but you're black, black. and black doesn't sell. Yeah. We can't give you the opportunities that we'd like. And long story short, that set me mad. Mm. I'll be straight with you and I'll say it to you straight. And I ended up having a nervous breakdown and I ended up being diagnosed with bipolar. And my life went off the rails and I completely hid it. Yeah. For about seven years, 
but my star came back on the rise and I started, you know, again, just being pulled back into the industry for yeah. working, but I hid the mental illness and I came out, I say that, mm. you know, inverted commas, I came out about three years ago and I said, I've got bipolar, so what? There's life after diagnosis, I'm Keep doing going. well, here I am mm -hmm. and my time will come. And I've been doing, you know, bits. I've been doing that roulette show on ITV for many years as well until that ended just before the pandemic. Yeah. So I've been out here for a while, waiting for my time, wondering to God, when, when would you mm. leave? How much do I need to go through? So today is a big day. Today, to get this, this gig after 22 years of what I've told you in a nutshell yeah. of pure adversity for being a woman, for being black, mm. um, you know, for things that were beyond my control and then on top of it, having a mental illness, I paid the price to be here today. Um, so today was, was a big day. So it's just nice to be here and chat with you about it as well. So thanks for asking me on. Oh my God. Well, your story is, is actually incredible. And I think I, I often forget how kind of different it was because when you're a kid as well watching TV and you see a handful of, of black celebrities and I think, you know, like June Sarpong and 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 thinking, oh, okay, you know, there's a few people out there, it's possible, but not really knowing kind of what else went on behind the scenes. Um and like you said, you faced right. a great deal leading up to this point. And I think it's especially interesting what you said about, you know, you you, you were depressed but you didn't know it at the time. Um and yeah, people don't see all of those highs and lows. And I do think it is a very, very different time for presenters in general, but black presenters and black female presenters as well. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel kind of seeing a bit of a shift in the industry? Does it kind of make you proud for the changes that have happened? Well, you know, even though I don't necessarily get the kudos for it because I'm not, I haven't up until this point been a household name, yeah. right? I, I, I was, I'm still a first. Mm. You know, CITV back in the 90s and in the 80s, when it, that was huge. It was yeah. CITV on ITV and it was CBBC on the BBC. There weren't the channels that they have now where exactly. they've got their own channels and they're off. This was an appointment to view. As you were growing up, you came home after school and you switched on ITV or BBC, whichever one it was, and they were yeah. both as huge as each other. And so, there were no Marys in those days. Yeah. Do you understand? Because there yeah. wasn't even a Leah in those yeah. days. So to come 22 years forward and go, do you know what? Even though Mary probably had never heard of me before today, I paved the way for Mary. Yes. In, in an indirect way. important, yeah. I paved yeah. the way for you. Do you see what I mean? I'm not saying that in any kind of egotistical way. No, it's important. To demonstrate of how far this has come and the fact that 22 years on mm. and you're getting opportunities and you're doing amazingly in yourself and I'm listening to your show yeah. and you're fantastic. Oh. You know, for me, I started off when there was nobody like you. And I even a, a reference point, I guess, of, okay, this is possible or maybe I could go down that route Nothing. like the her. Only person, the only person yeah. was June Sarpong, like mm. I mentioned. She was the only person and Angelica Bell, Bell because I Angelica know, was on say. CBBC at the same time as me so we were even at that time Interesting. but the thing is is that the industry pit us against each other mm -hmm. so Angelica and I were at war for years oh. because she was the black face of CBBC I yeah. was the black female face of CITV and 
the industry doing what the industry does. It was yeah. like, oh, Angelica says this about you, Leah says that about you. And remember, there were no social media, so I'm in my studio, she's in her studio, yes. two different places in the country. And we one day just so happened to buck up at like children's bathroom wards. <laughs> yeah. She came marching up to me like, yo, what's all this thing saying that I copy your weave? And I was like, oh. yeah, you do know, you get me? That's <laughs> how we spoke about that. And, you know, we, we actually found it funny and we laughed and we realised that we've been had, yeah. that, that really we've been had by the industry because, of course, two black women have to be in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. They have to hate each other. And they created this narrative and we fell for it. Yeah. We were young, we were kids. What the heck did we know? You know, we were teenagers. Or, and you were both hungry 20s, for your, your own careers as well. You were both trying to make it in a in an industry that wasn't designed it for either of you. Absolutely. So of course it was very threatening. Yeah. I mean, I'm pleased to say that Angelica and I have been very close friends oh. ever since. Very good friends. That's so, nice. You know, yeah, I, I class her as one of one of my close people. Yeah. So um, you know, we've made a great friendship out of it and mm. we support each other, but for the early years of our careers, yeah. it was just war because that is what the industry into you and made you believe. Gosh, it's crazy as well because especially when it's the world of kids TV, I imagine a lot of people think it's all very light and fluffy because, you know, that's what you have to put forward to the viewers and, and the kids watching. And even the fact that in my head, if I'm if I'm thinking about presenters that you kind of in terms of the black people, it is, yeah, like Michael Underwood and Angelica Bowen, like, yeah, it's not a whole host of people. Whereas now even though we don't really have presenter-led things in the same way and, you know, like MTV's not really yeah. popping like it used to be right. and, right. you know, but you have social media kind of influencers and you have YouTubers that That's can right. then be presenters or even artists who... Content everywhere. And yes. And as well, what's different now is that we're able to make our own content. Mm-hmm. People are now becoming household names. They're becoming yeah. rich and famous, so to speak, by making videos on their phone in their bedrooms like that's crazy that was non-existent in my day I mean my goodness I'm a serious TV presenter I surely shouldn't make a YouTube channel I mean silly me I should have 15 years ago (laughs) I should have 20 years ago because maybe my story would be completely different different. but to me it was like a foreign thing it's like will that ever catch on Mm. I remember when my friend said to me I'll get an email address I remember paying it to him Email, that's too, too much technology, that's not going to catch on. I mean, oh my crazy, gosh, right? that's so interesting. I'm going to look me up, Leah Child King. I'm not as ancient as I sound <laughs> at all. But, um, you know, the, this is the truth of the matter of how far forward mm. we have become in 22 years. And that's why I'm talking to you like this, almost like an older sis, because I'm yeah. like, look, I just come from a whole place that you've never seen and although it's still hard now it's still really hard and yes things are doors are opening but I tell you what there was it was worse there was no opportunity and like I said when when you can't connect with anybody and all you have is the yellow pages Mm -hmm. there's just so far that you can get you really got to be out there you've really got to be in the game you've really got to be accepted so the fact that 22 years on and I'm still going 
whether you knew of me or not, no, it's still a miracle. Still it, says a lot, doesn't it? It says a lot. So, it is, and you're. You know, today he, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I honestly, it's like it's it's humbling to hear as well because I think it's important for anybody listening. You know, this story could be applied to a number of different industries. You know, we talk about presenting, but you know, in the same way, if it was acting or or music or you know, in a in an industry like that is so kind of cutthroat and very much used to be based on who you know, where you are and who's going to get you that one in um, to get yourself going. And I think as well for you even to be here and talk about your bipolar as well and how you overcame that feeling of I'm never going to be able to work again. I'm never going to be able to do the things I want to do. But yeah, I can imagine it makes today and, you know, your 2021 even more special. Um, So I would love to just hear a little bit about your experience so far of filming. You know, it's such an iconic show, A Place in the Sun. I feel like this is the show that brings, I mean, speaking from a personal perspective, brings mothers and daughters together (laughs) to discuss... Where would you move to? Would you go for that house? And like, and all the conversation and that, that feeling around people looking at properties abroad. And it's, I guess it's this kind of like dream and, and sitting at home watching it, you might feel really far removed from a couple ready to buy a villa in Spain, but you can definitely chime in with your thoughts and your opinions. <laughs> and I think people do just that. That is the beauty of A Place in the Sun. Yeah. I mean, what a fantastic show. You know, it's celebrating 21 years this year. Oh, wow. So it's been going for this, as long as Oh, it's the same length as your TV journey. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, that in itself is pretty cool. And that's always, growing up, you know, in my family home, that's mm. always been a main show. Even now, my parents, they still record oh. every single episode. They watch it. So oh. me getting this job, they're finally proud of <laughs> not saying they're not proud of me, but this is something it's they can really be proud a of. A real so. kind of, um, yeah, solidifies, I guess, a lot of their they're kind of things. sensitized to everything else. They're like, yeah. oh, you're interviewing, um, you know, royalty. Okay. That's cool. Great. Oh, you've won an award. That's brilliant. BET, oh, you know, whatever. You're doing BET and you're in America. That's great. Um, <laughs> but so a place in the I sun. a place in the sun. Yes. And that's it now. They're, they're absolutely gassed for life. They're yeah. so excited. And it it is such a, a great big institution of a show and it just gets more and more popular. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I, I joined in earlier this year in about May and I started filming in July and I've mm. already filmed about six episodes. So I'm well in there. I've well cut my teeth, so to speak. I just got back from Cyprus a couple of days ago and I'm going again uh, this Friday. It's my birthday. Oh my God, so, happy birthday for that. I'm so thank jealous. You. <laughs> thank you. So I'm actually, Scarlett is also out there. Yes. One of the other presenters of A Place in the Sun. And we're going to party up this weekend. Oh, um, perfect. She will fly back home and then I will continue filming yeah. um, two episodes in the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, it's it's just really great job and what the flavor that I'm looking to bring Mm. is you know that it's more than bricks and mortar to me yeah it's more than just showing somebody a place that they can live especially now after the pandemic I think Mm. we've had more time to reflect more than ever and our home has become such an important thing in our lives yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, and go, I want more out of life. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't happy up until this point. And now this has really made me reassess what's important. Mm. And so for me, I'm not just showing people houses. I'm showing them a new way of life. Yes. I'm showing them a life that they can live. I'm showing them a way of better mental health, better well-being. Mm. It's a better quality of life. And we all want that for ourselves and our families, don't we? Yeah. So the show represents that beautifully. And so for me to be able to hold the hands of these house hunters, so to speak, and Mm. show them five amazing properties within their budget and say, hopefully you'll love one of these, pick one, has just been incredible. It's such a gift, I think, completely. It's that it's that idealistic kind of idea of we could live like this. And I love seeing the couples or, you know, whatever the duos are saying, oh, can you imagine in the morning we could go for a walk here or that's the bakery where I'm right. going to pick up the bread. I love when they start to kind of visualise what their life could be yes. like there. Um, I have to ask, do you find that any of the couples just blag it the whole way along of like yeah we're definitely gonna you know buy a property here but they've just kind of come on the show for a free holiday because <laughs> at the end they say oh we don't want any of them I'm like well you've just wasted my time yeah I think we've all seen those episodes haven't we we'll be yes. shouting at the tv going ah oh, you just came for the jolly yeah you don't really want a property but I've got to say that so far you know, praise God, I haven't had that experience yet. I'm not going to give too, too much, much away, away because yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to spoil anything when the new series airs next month. Yeah, and um, you'll be seeing two of my episodes, and nice. they're both very different, mm. and both have very different outcomes. Um, but at the same time, I have to say I've been very fortunate with my house hunters so far. They've all genuinely wanted to find a property whether they found it or not but yes I have seen exactly what you're saying (laughs) shouting at the tv and saying oh we should have had that idea we should have just gone to Italy for a week (laughs) right 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 oh no but you know what I think by the way you can still apply and you know what I think more more people of color as well to apply yes um you know we're now filming shows in the Caribbean (gasps) for next month No way! Don't feel like, oh, because they only show Spain or France, that it's not for us. It is for us, but the thing is, we are not applying. Mm. So if you want a place in the sun, if you want to go and look at properties, if you want to go and invest, apply for the show. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. Yes! It shouldn't just be about me as a presenter. Yeah. It's great to be joining my girls, Scarlett, um, Scarlett Douglas, of course, and Jean Johansson, who are both presenters on there Mm. they've been my friends for years and it's great that we're now all working you know indirectly together on the same show yeah um but yeah you know if we need to diversify the cast even more so (sighs) i just feel it will be amazing to see more more people of color on the show that is such honestly that is such a shout and i asked on my instagram this week i i basically have this is the first time in my life that I have gone without a passport because my passport expired and I was like, oh, there's no point getting it renewed because I'm not going anywhere. 
because of the pandemic. And then, I, you know, my friends were pushing me like, come on, Mary, like we can actually start traveling now, like get your passport. Yeah. So I got it. It arrived a couple of days ago and I yeah. asked on Instagram, guys, is anyone just getting that itch to travel and not just travel on holiday, but to just place yourself somewhere else for a little bit? If you can work remotely, then why wouldn't you want to go and explore somewhere else? And it was like 76% of people said, yeah, I'm actively looking at just relocating or just getting away for like an extended period of time. And I thought that is so good. I always encourage people when you can travel to just go because we're so privileged that we can, especially after COVID, it feels like, oh, finally, let me get out of Great Island um, and go and explore. And yeah, I'm going to be actually shouting it. I was going to say from the rooftops, but from my Instagram stories of guys, get yourself on a place in the sun, yeah, head on over to the Caribbean. What a what a great idea! Yeah, wherever it is, you know, there are places in in Africa, wherever, mm. just apply at the end of the day. Yes. I, you know, I know that they, I think you like South Africa years ago, and I don't know if they'll go into certain places. Mm. I'll be honest, and especially with the pandemic. Yeah, we only we had to stop filming, or they had to stop filming just before I joined for quite a few months mm. because of it. So I know that obviously it's easier to do Europe, but now because of the Brexit situation, it's not as easy for people just to go to Europe as they've been more. That's so, so true. They are now, you know, really looking at further afield and looking at doing the America shows again, oh, looking at the Caribbean shows. So honestly, anyone listening to this and thinking, do you know what? Yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah. a bit of fun. You know, in the sun. It's hard work, though. We are making a TV program, but it's a great experience. Um, yeah. If you're genuinely looking for somewhere, then, yeah, I, I definitely encourage you to apply. I love that. That's such a shout. And I think as well, like, on bringing it back, a lot of the listeners, their parents originate from another country, usually in the Caribbean or in Africa. Right. And people were kind of going back, whether it's Nigeria or Ghana, and, and dipping their toes and thinking, do you know what? I really like it here. I could spend That's a bit right. more time here. So, that's um, right. That's home. We must never forget it. You know, that is home. And there is something about being back home. As I yeah. always say, I come from St. Lucia and Grenada. Oh, nice. And I go back home a lot. And there is, there's just no place like it, wherever it is that you're from, wherever it is that you can identify with. Yeah. You know, there's something about plugging into that mm. spirit of the islands or the country, yeah. the culture, the nature in itself yeah we are not really built to be in this country let's be honest any person <laughs> of, of color yeah that's not this is not our natural environment our habitat so yeah if you, if you do go away and uh, back home as i say then you'll know what i'm talking about mm. and for those of you who haven't and maybe you go to different places in europe with your friends and stuff like that i would say to you go to your country wherever one of your parents are from or wherever mm. you're from make a point in going because actually I speak quite a lot of people and I say when did you last go back to your country and they go I haven't been you know or that was when I was a kid I don't really know it and I'm like you just don't know what you're missing just to be in a country where you never have to wake up and think about your skin colour in itself Mm -hmm. is mind blowing just try it just for that (laughs) I think uh, that's that's really important advice and not enough people say it and it's uh, yeah it's that feeling I I personally, you're going to slap me on the wrist for this. I've never been to my country of origin, which is Jamaica. 
but I've spent a lot of time in South Africa. And I think for me, as someone who's mixed race, actually being in South Africa and being in, in Cape Town especially, it's such a mix of people that that is the only country I've ever been to where I've fully felt like no one's looking at me and no one's treating me any different until I open my mouth and there then they hear I've got an accent they're like oh my god where's she from but yeah. it's that feeling yeah but that, that's fascination that's yes. great and this is what yeah. the thing there's no slap risk for that that's why I did say mm. anywhere you feel connected connection to, yeah you know the reason why I said that is because maybe you are from Jamaica but you feel more connected to Cape Town yeah. that's cool you're still getting some kind of connection to something deeper 100%. something deeper rooted and if it's South African for you then yes girl you do it and you make sure you spend time there you know yeah and I, I do I strongly encourage it as well and obviously Jamaica's nice. always on my list but yeah it's exactly what you said and it's that feeling I think of being able to fully relax and I think you don't know what that feels like until you've done it to be able to kind of drop your shoulders not have your guard up about you and just think I can just blend in and it's all good even though you could be thousands of miles from you know where you were born or where you were raised um and I think yeah that's that's the beauty of of traveling especially as people of color um uh Leah it's been great chatting I could honestly talk, talk to you all evening <laughs> let's wrap it up with just one thing that you're really looking forward to the viewers kind of seeing on um some of your episodes of A Place in the Sun well, do you know, there, there are lots of twists and turns. My shows always seem to just have some kind of drama. I really? Intensity. Yeah, there's always like something, but in a, in a good way, okay. in a really good way that I think as a viewer, you will enjoy. And I, I, I've seen, I've seen about four of the edits so far of the nice. shows that I've recorded. And I've enjoyed them all as a viewer. Forget me, I, you know, I'm the yeah. worst critic, so I'll always have something to say about myself. But parking myself aside, just watching it as a viewer. As a fan I've of really the show. Enjoyed, yeah, yeah, as a fan, I've really enjoyed the show. So I hope that all of you who are fans will enjoy it, will enjoy me joining. And if you've never watched the show, where have you been? Oh, exactly. uh, definitely tune in when the new series starts next month. It comes on Channel 4 every single day, about 3 or 4 o'clock time slot. So it does change uh, series to series. But, yeah. um, you know, look out for the highs, the lows, the twists, the turns, the we hate it, we're leaving now. That's oh no! Time. You know, so yeah, there's some good stuff. Good stuff. Juicy, good TV. Yeah, good TV. I, I think you're gorgeous on it. I think you like it. Yes, oh, I'm so excited, and yeah, I'm ready for the drama. And Leah, it's honestly just been a joy, and I hope you can bask in this achievement. And I honestly have loved hearing your journey so far. It's not the end. It's kind of feels like just the beginning. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful birthday next week as well. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, it's been a pleasure having this interview with you. In fact, great interview as well. And I wish you all the best as a black female, you yeah. know, as a mixed race female. And um, I wish you all the best in your career, in your endeavours. I know it's not easy, but if you want it, honey, I'm prime example. You just keep going and don't give up no matter what comes your way. If it's meant for you, it won't pass you by, but have faith. Leah, you're a gem. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Take care, darling. Take Bye. Care. West.